0: Genevieve Porter had a hangover. This was not an ordinary hangover, the kind that could be brought under control with copious amounts of water and a couple of extra-strength Tylenol. No, this was the kind that made one pray for sweet, sweet death, or at least an extended period of unconsciousness. Jen hadn't had a hangover of this proportion since college, a good ten years before when keg parties and tequila shots had made them a semi-regular occurrence. These days, she usually didn't drink more than a couple of glasses of wine, maybe a good craft beer. Last night had been different. Her best friend, Kate, had thrown a party to celebrate the fact that her boyfriend of six months had moved in with her. It had been a housewarming of sorts for Jackson, a celebration for Kate— And a reason to get together with good friends for everyone else. Usually, at a party, Jen would have a few drinks, eat some of the chips and salsa, and call it a night well before she was drunk enough to worry about how she'd feel in the morning. But last night, she'd lost control of the situation, of herself, for reasons she hadn't yet talked about to anyone. How could they understand? How could Kate understand that while Jen was happy for her—honestly, genuinely happy—she was also jealous as hell? Kate had found love—a love that by all appearances was destined to make it for the long haul. And that was great. That was fine. But here was Jen, at thirty-one—actually thirty-three, but so used to lying about it that who remembered any more— no closer to finding anyone to share her life with. That was bad enough, but now she didn't even have Kate anymore. Well, she did, but it wasn't the same. Jen lived in an apartment that occupied the bottom floor of Kate's house. Before Jackson had come into Kate's life, Jen had treated Kate's place as her own, coming and going as she pleased, enjoying morning coffee upstairs with her best friend, rehashing work problems and guy problems at the end of the day, ordering food, watching Netflix, and just generally living inseparably, like sisters. Now that Jackson had moved in, Jen could hardly pop in at 7 a.m. in her pajamas. She was jealous because the easy closeness she and Kate had shared couldn't stay the same now that a third party had been added to the mix. And she felt like shit about the jealousy because what kind of person couldn't be happy when someone she loved had found her soulmate? And that was only part of it. The other part, the other thing that had driven her to behave irresponsibly the night before, was the news that her former boss had died. She had so many feelings about that. None of them was grief, and none of them was simple. Davis McIntyre had owned the most influential art gallery in New York, before his untimely demise at age forty-eight, due to an accidental drug overdose. Jen had begun working for him as an intern right out of college, with her shiny new art history degree, and her ambitions to be a player in the art world. She'd known right away that Davis McIntyre was a sleaze. She'd known about the drug use, about the sex in his office with bimbos who never showed their faces more than once— she'd known about the shady deals. As she'd risen from intern to full-time gallery employee, she'd put up with the sexual harassment, the occasional hand on her ass, the double entendres, the suggestions that perhaps she should try being friendly to a top collector, because she knew that an association with Davis McIntyre was like gold in the New York art world. But when she'd learned that Davis was selling forgeries paintings with doctored signatures and fraudulent provenance. She couldn't keep her mouth shut any longer. Knowing what she knew, she could have gone to jail right along with Davis if she hadn't done anything and he got caught. So she spoke up. She told him that she knew what he was doing and that he had to stop. The result had been swift and merciless. She'd been fired, and Davis had made it known not only in New York— but nationwide, that anyone who hired her would never find favor with McIntyre again. Broke and unemployed, she'd done the only thing she knew to do. She'd blackmailed him.